Hello. You are listening to En Her Element podcast, featuring Maria Elena Madokin and Leo Kadia Chwafe. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Otter Elemont. Welcome to the cookout part two. <laughs> you were too excited. I'm the one that had sugar. I'm just excited that we have a part two. That was our intention, but then we're like, oh, we should do a part two. Well, you have a really great outline. We do start, we have started to outline these a little bit more than we had in the past. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier, right? To yeah. make sure we know what we're talking about. But I also think that like we just got carried away with like something that we're both very passionate about. Mm-hmm. So this is part two, and there'll probably be a part three. <laughs> the part I was going might be a part three, but um, at least we know there's a part two. Okay, last time we chatted about quick refresher, we were talking about Black History Month, how it started. Um, our topic still the same: the African African Black diaspora. Um, we were just kind of talking about who they are, what it is, kind of the backstory. But right now, we want to talk about where the fuck is the African. Mm-hmm. and black diaspora um as i like to say we are everywhere <laughs> no, <for> real. <laughs> everywhere like when you pull these numbers i was like mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. i gotta find a fair out where i found them again but um they're from a reliable source i like to say that for the record um okay where are they so in latin america alone um there is 112.65 million um, people who identify. So in Latin America, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're talking about. Actually, yes. Let's talk. What actually? What is Latin America? Where is Latin so, America? Well, <laughs> it's just as glasses that she doesn't have on her face because she drives without her glasses quite often. Anyway, um, we're talking about Mexico, mm-hmm. um, Central America. So mm-hmm. Central America. Gosh, I don't want to miss any countries, but Guatemala, Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica. I'm sorry if I missed any. And then you have Central, uh, and then you have South America. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, Panama, Colombia, um, Peru, Chile, Argentina, mm-hmm. Brazil, mm-hmm. which is not a Spanish speaking country, but it is in Latin America. Mm-hmm. Venezuela. Oh, I forgot Venezuela and Ecuador. Um, so that's Latin America. Um, for you, I feel like I feel like I said you said Uruguay. Oh, Uruguay, Paraguay. Uh-huh, sorry, uh-huh, whoops. Uh-huh. I was going like I was trying to go from north to south, yes, and I forget uh-huh. those. So, um, should we pull the map? I mean, we can, but so Panama and and uh, so like Ecuador, Venezuela, they all used to be part of like one country before. Actually, I did learn that one. Before. I knew that. That's okay. When do we so, know when it became not that one no, country? No, no, okay. require me to have actual knowledge of that Latin America. I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, Latin America region. Um, did we miss any countries? Um, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Okay, I want to Google Map this shit. Maps. Colombia, Venezuela, All Ecuador, right. Panama. Yeah. Oh, Bolivia. Oh, yeah, Bolivia. Ooh. And Belize Ooh. in Central America. Uh, there's French Guinea, oh. Guyana, Surin- are those how, how do- Yeah, uh-huh. those are there. Uh-huh, those are- um, <laughs> the way you said those are 
I don't know if they speak Spanish, right? So then you have Guinea Equatorial, which is Equatorial oh, so- New Guinea, but that's in Africa itself. Yes, yes. But then there's, I hear there's French Guinea, Suriname, Guyana. Those are French. I, they're, I mean, they're in Latin America, mm-hmm. as in South America, but they're not Latin America. Okay, okay. So actually, let's let's clarify the clarify for me. Latin America, Latin so, language. So, it, so it, yeah. So, so, so it, it, it technically be, is Latin America because it's Latin languages, right? Because mm-hmm. French is also a Latin language. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about Latin America, I think most people are talking about people who speak Spanish. Like people mostly forget that that. Um, Brazil is Latin America, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. I forget those countries all the time. I forget mm-hmm. they exist. Okay, so we have <laughs> we have all these dinosaur named French Guinea, um, and then we have we mentioned Brazil. All the Spanish speaking ones. All the Spanish speaking ones. Y'all know who you are. Um, don't come for us. Don't 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 come for me. I'm but I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to learn. I should I should know these things. Um, I mean, you are dating a guard. See, and that's the thing, right? At some point, it's kind of like you know, I should, I should have this knowledge. You know who you are. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Um, do you say Belize in Central America? I did say Belize you after did. I, after I remembered. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, I think you said you said all of them. Oh, how many countries are in America? I'm sorry, no, I don't. You have the map in front of you. I could just say them. I can rattle them off. Mm-hmm. We can count them. No, that's it. How many going down from the United States? Countries in Latin America. Thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are thirty-three countries. So, oh, oh, and the Caribbean. Oh, we count. Oh no, 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 Mm-hmm. I think that in Latin America, in South America, you have a lot of Peru, Argentinian, you know, Chileans that are very different than the warm Caribbean. Like, not all Latin Americans are warm. That's just part of who we are as mm-hmm. a people. But there, I think there's some there's some distinct- Caribbean people are crazy. <laughs> and no, you can't say that. So only I said it. <laughs> only she can say it. But um, but there, there's a distinct difference. And like in this, yeah, we lay out crazy. different. Where <laughs> she said, she said not me. <laughs> Y'all comment co- comment below what she say is true. If you are part of the Caribbean, <laughs> listen. If she says she's not crazy, it's because she's hiding it from me. She said what she said. So, I'm dead. <laughs> Your face. Okay, but in Latin America, we have mentioned all the countries that are in Latin America. There are 112.65 million people who identify as part of the Black and African diaspora. In the Caribbean, there's 13.56 million. Um, Europe, there is 3.51 million. Um, and then in North America, there are 39.16 million. Um, so just a lot, just, just we are everywhere is, yeah. is what I was trying to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're just everywhere. I think what, I wanted to show this just to show that like the black diaspora is everywhere. And I think it was interesting, which we probably won't go into this specific episode, but like every region of the world that we have talked about really has their own story of how these people mm. came, right? As we mentioned, some voluntarily, a lot 
involuntarily, right? The slave trade was not just in the U.S., North America. It was it, also in Africa. It was it was also in Africa too, yeah. right? So my ancestors probably did some crazy shit back there. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> don't know your names um right so uh so a lot of this involuntary voluntary and what's really cool and beautiful is that like each part see this is what i also really like about the black and african diaspora right like right the root is in the continent of africa right and the, many of these different diasporas take elements from that but they also kind of made like their own thing it's a combination of different people flavors cultures food mm-hmm. that come together um we're all like very different but like very the same mm-hmm. if that makes sense and mm-hmm. someone that i have noticed like especially talking with my other friends who are like black latinos right or like black europeans right there's this similarity that we realize we all have may, yeah, may, fuck around and find out yes yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that's just like really beautiful it's like one of those things that like we're all different but we're all united in some way i don't know i think we're still really thought of all the numbers there's just a lot of people i I, you look at these numbers i was like holy shit like i like to put numbers to it yeah damn and i think that that's kind of this realization that like how can we but going back to this theme of how can we erase history how can we erase a people when it is literally everywhere right like for us to think that we can even simmer everything into one month is, right. is crazy to think about, mm-hmm. you know? And also kind of goes to the point too, um, going back to um our friend, not friend, Ron DeSantis, right? To say that you're eliminating... The drinking game was last. Well, last okay, well, 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 <laughs> I like drink my water. <laughs> mm. No, but I'm going to bring him up again. For him to say, we don't want to incorporate black history into schools, you're saying this in the context of North America, right? So this is this, in, in, this is probably Canada and America, but let's just like in Mexico and Mexico too, right? Oh, Mexico is that's part true. of North America. That's true, but also which makes me wonder about how the numbers, numbers are skewed. See, and that's why see that's why I was trying to figure out. I realized what I didn't realize is North America including Canada, U.S. and Mexico, or is Mexico including Latin America? You in know what's so funny? I'm gonna say it's Latin America. America. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be not recording our podcast and supposed to be writing a um a paper for school that's due tomorrow it's cool i got a whole day and a half she says it's at 1 30 p.m on a saturday february 4th <laughs> so like um i'm talking about analyzing data right mm-hmm. and i honestly i think i might want to just use this and for you to send it to me yes yes i'm a finance because mm-hmm. I, I think that that's something that's super important it's like okay what how do we as americans classify north america south america central america right like People don't necessarily, people in Europe, your cousins weren't taught that there's two Americas. It's just America, just the continent. Actually, America. yes, that's so very true. So depending on where we're getting our sources, mm-hmm. we have to realize how this, this, like, these stats are being categorized. And this is what I'm learning in graduate school. Check me out. So that's great. Okay. And that, and that okay. See, now I'm going to go back to the source where I found <laughs> it and, like, figure out, like, where, because as I was reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, Mexico's part of North America, but I don't know if they call it Latin America. So, hmm. I mean, the numbers make me think that probably not because look at the numbers in Latin America. Let's yes, it's back. right. It's, um, oh my gosh, can I pull this up? Girl. Technology. Yep. Um, 112.65 million. But, see, but it, it could, it could not because, I mean, there's also a lot of people in Latin America, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're talking about 
as you figure out 17 countries, yeah. right? So I don't know. But what I will say to my point, let's just say, going back to the 39 million, let's- so You're talking about rounding Right. So let's just use this number 39.16 million. This probably in Canada, US, could be including Mexico, we're not sure. But let's just say, using this number, Ron DeSantis, you're telling about 39 million people, right? That number is huge. Your skewed. history is not. Your history is not important. That is a lot of people to tell that to. Luckily, he's only in Florida. Right. But then also the fear that we talked about in the last episode is like, really, I mean, this will like spread, right? Just with any idea, ideology of a political party or whatever, like ideology will spread from one place to another. So, but it is heartbreaking that he is telling a whole bunch of millions of Americans, right? Let's just say not even black Americans, Americans, period, that he's saying your history doesn't matter. No cap. Nope. No cap, period. And that's fucked. <laughs> okay so what we also kind of want to talk about a little bit and also talking about black history as we mentioned in the previous episode usually we talk about black history you really talk about kind of the same 10 people um but there's more than the same 10 people Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna hand over to you and we kind of came up with some people it's not an exhaustive list but some people that we kind of stumbled upon that we found interesting that are part of these different areas of the world that we like, talked about so you feel you have like a list i just have two people who i just i, I do over. have a list uh-huh. and um these are people that i would want to invite to dinner parties <laughs> oh oh um, okay i like that's how you, you thought this I mean? uh-huh. like it's it's people who i um i'm lucky enough that it, so these two these i think i have three people that i saw Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really interested in literature, like mm-hmm. from black perspectives. And I've been wanting to read more people of color, like more writings of people of color, like both, um, modern and, and these guys that I've found. Mm-hmm. But when I, I really see these guys as like my uncles or like my mm-hmm. elders mm-hmm. and like, I am lucky enough that one of my best friends on this earth was my great uncle. And I just remember fondly like sitting at his feet, like absorbing the history of our family that he like passed on to me. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I saw is like my desire of being this little girl at the feet of these great giants. Mm-hmm. So the first one that I have is Carlos Guillermo Wilson. Um, it is, and he was a writer and he was originally from Panama. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing about him is he ended up getting a PhD um, in like Hispanic American literature. But this okay. man's last name was Wilson. <laughs> right. And so it's like he really something that I really enjoyed about him was that. And it's an interesting perspective because in Latin America to be the proximity to whiteness is that desire, desire, like this like ultimate pinnacle desire. Mm -hmm. But when he became part of that diaspora of like Latin American diaspora in the United States, when he went to Loyola, Mm -hmm. it's like he, he automatically gained a different status Mm -hmm. um, having an American last name mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so I, I don't know he's very interesting and one of the um one of the 
books that he wrote was talking about um, my African roots and um, this rejection of his Africanness and his kind of, um, not kind of, his um, fight to not be recognized mm -hmm. as African. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, like we've talked about, I'm very light and very fair, but I have, but well, something too. I do something, mm -hmm. girl. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> She's upset. I am I'm not feel AF right now, but um, <laughs> but there's this like I'm gonna read this poem and then I'm gonna do my best um to translate it. Okay. So it's a, it's a small line from the poem. Mm -hmm. Um. But these, these are from poems that are like, literally it says like, these are full of sadness. Mm -hmm. So when he says this, is are full of sadness, but also hope mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. So um, it starts like this. Abuelita africana, no me reconoces. Mi lengua es cervantina. Mi letanía es cristiana. Mi danza es flamen flamenca. Mi raíz, mi, mi risa es mulata. Abuelita africana. ¿Por qué no me reconoces? And when I was researching um, this, um, so this book was, this these, these poems were, um, was one of his last works, and this was published in 2005. Hmm. Hmm. And the poem I'll translate for you is um, um, African Grandma. Mm -hmm. So uh, we use, in, in the Spanish language, we use the diminutive for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the ita, abuelita. Mm -hmm. So um, just thinking about this African woman, like a small diminutive woman, which mm -hmm. probably isn't diminutive at all, but it's it's this like, this, like tenderness, to this mm -hmm. love okay. that it has for this person. So abuelita africana, African grandma, why don't you recognize me? Mm -hmm. My tongue, as in the language I use, um, is Cervantina, so it's, I actually don't even know what that word translates to, but I think it's more like... Can you describe it? Um, it's colloquial, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's kind of, it's plain. Mm -hmm. It's, um, yeah, like worldly. Mm -hmm. My litany is Christian, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So like, this is this, this loss of these african religious cultures that they have right like in the in the latin american diaspora there's a lot of this closeness to catholicism mm -hmm. or even christianity mm -hmm. um you have that too but that's probably because of the french in you know right in in, in cameroon mm -hmm. my litany is christian my dances are flamencas so that's flamenco from mm -hmm. from from spain mm -hmm. mi, mi, mi raza es mulata so my race is mulatto. So it's this mixture. Mm -hmm. um, African grandma, why don't you recognize me? Abuelita africana, por qué no me reconoces? And it's just, this is like, this, it's just a kind of one line poem mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where he clearly articulates like this desire that you know he's black like he is a black man mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And yet he struggles with the fact that he's not a black man. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's like, why can't you? There's so yeah. many things like, you don't recognize because there's all these Because areas. there's other things right. that uh-huh. were there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I did a bad job of reading it the first time. So I want to read it again. Okay. <laughs> it sounds great to me. I know. I was, I was, I was, I was nervous. Me. And I'm like, I don't read so. Something that I want to do more of is read more in Spanish. And I read Spanish pretty well. It just yeah. takes me a, like a second long. I'm sure if you read French, you know, you'd be like, oh, we'd, 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 we'd be up and off. It'd be take a, it'd take a minute. Yeah, it'd take yeah, a yeah. minute. Like, I'm not, I'm not, uh-huh. I read Spanish. I'm not as comfortable as I wish I were. That makes sense. And that's because I use English as my primary language. Mm-hmm. Abuelita africana, no me reconoces? Mi lengua cervantina, mi letanía cristiana, mi, stans- mi danza es flamenca. Mi raza es mulata. Abuelita africana, ¿por qué no me reconoces? So at the end, he ends up like, the first, the beginning, he starts with like, don't you recognize me? Mm-hmm. And the end is more like, why don't you recognize me? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So like, it's just, it. I cried for a hot minute. No, I'm getting emotional. Because it, it's like, that. it's it's deep. And these are one of the people that like, we whitewash, you know, that we forget. Mm-hmm. And just like the depth that this man has for the, the language, mm-hmm. the Spanish language, also the English language and how he taught others. Um, he was a professor um, at, at um, San Diego State University. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he died? Did you say no, this? he hasn't died. Um, oh, so I believe what? he's still with us. He's still okay. with us. He okay. was born in 41, though. Okay. Um, so he's he's up there in ages. He's almost 80. He's up. No, he is 80. He's 83. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah, in April he'll be, be three. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought this would be a really cool person to um, to listen to. That's awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then I just I enjoy um, literature tells us so much about who we are mm-hmm. and where we are as people, mm-hmm. um, and just that that question that he poses, like, why don't you recognize me? I think that that's a question that a lot of us in the Latin American diaspora mm-hmm. in general have. Like, we're not, there's this expression in Spanish, ni de aquí, ni de allá. Mm-hmm. It's like, not from here and not from there. Yes, I've heard of, yeah, I heard this before. I feel like I've heard it in a book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But it's like, it's like, I'm not Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also am Puerto Rican. And I am American, oh, yes. uh-huh. right? And so, like, there's this like, I'm not African, mm-hmm. but I was mm-hmm. African. I still have like, I still have a hard time saying that, right? right? Like, uh-huh. because I I'm not presenting. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like in your roots. It's part of your background. It's, well, it's it your has story. Is your food? Is in right? Your it has to be. And uh-huh. I think that that's part of that African diaspora, the reality of the African diaspora in Latin America mm-hmm. that I still haven't fully understood. And there's scholars that are eons beyond the um, eons ahead of me in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Oh, tell us your next person. So, yeah, his name is um, Quince Duncan, and okay. he is from Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And again, we have that very American. Yeah, he's, a, he's a Duncan. I was like, Duncan? 
Yeah, or, or Dukan, or but Dukan. it's, I mean, it's spelled Duncan. It's, it's, like, it's, 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 mm-hmm. I don't see any um, asterisks or anything, mm-hmm. but he was a Afro-Caribbean, right? So here we go again with like having that denotation. Is Costa Rica part of Central America or is it part of the Caribbean? And mm-hmm. it's tropical. I wouldn't consider it the Caribbean. Not on a map. Nah, uh-huh. right? So like, this is one of those things, but he really talks about um, recognizing um, those those people that um, have faced discrimination within Latin, the Latin mm-hmm. American diaspora. His father was from Jamaica, and um, his mother was from Barbados. Mm-hmm. So, and he somehow, so yeah, so he was African Caribbean, but yeah. like, because, but again, we talk about that taking away of that culture. We talk about that removal of culture. And I think that the more that we get into a modern world, we are going to have more and more of this. We're going to have more of this, like, I, you know, I just say this because I'm dating someone who's Jamaican, but like, whose family is Jamaican. I don't think he even would consider himself Jamaican. I would, that'd be a conversation to have with him. He was, but he was born here. Yeah. Were his parents born? Is that? I think so. Okay. Things, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like. I know his grandma still lives in Jamaica. Okay, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. She's still with us. No, she's, grandma's, like, almost 100 and something. Uh-huh. Damn. So, he's gonna live long. He's gonna live a long he, time. He's gonna live a long time. Hella old. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, you're not old. You're so young. I didn't say a damn and word. Handsome. I didn't say a damn word. But handsome. Um, I'm just here. But, yeah, so, and then his work, you know, he believes in the versity, in the in the um, need for diversity in a global world. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like a very forward thought for someone who was having these, these conversations in the early 2000s. Right. Like when you're talking, Oh, he was having these conversations. He was having these thoughts in the seventies and eighties. Right. And then talking about it more in the early 2000s and realizing that more and more, this was where I was going. I lost my train of thought more and more. We're going to live in a world where, we have to preserve our cultures mm-hmm. in a way that previous generations, one, didn't mm-hmm. because of fear mm-hmm. or because of this need to preserve, you know, their proximity to whiteness, but also their just like this um, survival mechanism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But hopefully you and I will live in a world where we can celebrate um, your children who will be Black, mm-hmm. my probably children who will be black mm-hmm. um and what that looks like mm-hmm. well also i think that are, just to kind of tap into not only i think we live in a world that's uh i think made more accepting more aware mm-hmm. of these things but we're also in a world that's more um um i don't want to use the word globalized but there's i think what i'm trying to say is for instance there are more like interracial like relationships happen you know what i mean like mm-hmm. everyone's becoming more connected. well it's not illegal anymore well, it's not illegal. States, right which, it's only been 70 years since it hasn't been illegal by the way that's wild but i really do digress that right makes me so angry. it's just like, like 70 years is like that's not old and, and also thinking about how marriage equality was actually something that was in 2022 being questioned actually yes what was that the bill letters yeah i had thoughts but i really really do digress Uh, actually i won't digress keep going let's talk about it like i think this is our damn podcast that's true realizing that 
from a racial perspective, I was lucky that my grandparents were in Puerto Rico because in, you know, the 60s, they were able to be married. They probably would not have been able to be married in the United States oh, legally. Oh, oh, that's a lot of thought. Right? Uh-huh. And so, like, there's that. And the fact that we have people who, God bless them, they believe that marriage should be between a man and a woman. And that is their thought. That is their thought. And they have, you know, they have the tools to choose ignorance. And I, you know, I'm going to... So, you can't see me, but I literally just, like, bad my eyes and started scratching my <laughs> I'm going to let them choose ignorance. Mm-hmm. But what I will not let them do mm-hmm. is take us back to a time pre-civil rights era where people of different races, this word bothers me, mm-hmm. can't marry each other because I'd be fucking damned. Mm-hmm. I will be protesting right alongside. This was late 2022. The, this was late 2022. So, yeah, this, so actually, I would be protesting like right next to LGBTQIA advocates mm-hmm. because I, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fact that in 2022, we're having this conversation. Right. I actually, I think, what was the funny, the funny thing? What's his name? McConnell. Oh, that, he, is he married? Yes, Wait, he's, he married, he's married. He's married to I forget her name, but she, but she's, but she's Asian. It's, it's an Asian woman. I, he, oh, I think she's someone on Trump's cabinet Mitch, too. Mitch Yes. Uh huh. And so, really, everyone, everyone really like. So everyone really took a step back and went. Can can someone make it make sense? Like, tell me. Like, I was like, tell me where I am wrong because I am confused. Asians again, that proximity to whiteness. I mean, I mean, yes. Also, so I think all that to say, I think my point was, we're living in a world now where people are becoming so integrated in so many different ways, and one of the ways really is through like interracial relationships, right? So it's like one of those things where like we have to come face to face with the fact that like, I have to like, know your culture. You have to know my culture. Right. Cause we're all, this is all like happening. You know what I mean? There, we can't, we're no longer in a space. Some people choose to be in that space and may live in those spaces too, but we can no longer be in a space where we're ignorant of that, not accepting of that. Um, and pretending that it doesn't exist because it quite simply does, right. you know, that was the point that I wanted to make before I went on that, that bill, which was a lot. I got the language about like why, why, why. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Sorry. I think he looks like a lot of things. I'm done being mean. Do you have you have you made your have you made your points of the people you have chosen? No, I have one more. One more. Oh, tell us, tell us. This is um. Okay, so his his middle name, which I think is his mother's last name, is oh. so hard to pronounce. Oh, that's a pretty name. Okay. Estupiñan. No, Estupiñana. Oh, because the Enya. Enya, yeah. Mm, so, Enya. the Enya always hits you. That double uh, L and that double R. I, <laughs> I know. Why not say it like that? Well, because it's true. Like, no, but the, have, no, the way you said it, though, the voice you used to say oh, it. Oh, sorry. It well, funny. it's because I have a double R in my name. And, like, I technically, like, yeah, it's two letters, but it's actually one sound. So, it's like, like, and it actually doesn't even exist as a letter anymore in the in the Spanish 
Yeah. Oh, like, really? So wait, like, wait, wait, when did this happen? Like, I think like two years ago. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, because like, I'm learning in school. I'm about to say. So like L, that double L, the double R, CH, the chest sound, those are all now just one letter. Um, which I think is ridiculous because, so, like, so I learned a whole different alphabet than my yeah. children who learned in Spanish. And I will say A, B, C, Ch, D, E, F. Okay, I would like to say, as someone who took Spanish classes as a kid, I am shook. I am shook. Like, I can say my Spanish alphabet like nobody's business. Okay, can you explain why they changed it for I don't know why they changed it. I think it was just the Latin American dictionary. Just like anything, just like the whips. Merriam-Webster's dictionary, like, language changes, and, like... Which makes sense. So, like, Enya still exists because, like, I mean, you can't have Feliz Cumpleaños, but you can have <laughs> Feliz Cumpleaños, right? And so, so like, the day so there's a change, let me tell you, the world will just fall, the world will tilt. Right, so, I mean... But I, I understand that from, like, a perspective of language changes and evolves, but I'm also, it's so, like... It's so jarring. Draw it from me. I only speak Spanish. Right, exactly. So, again, liter- literature. And, you know, I love I love words. You do. You do. Um, but I'm just going to call him Nelson Bass. Again, mm-hmm. Nelson you Bass. Got, you, you, got, you got to add that name in it. You go on Nelson Bass. <laughs> His name is Nelson Estupiñano. Bass. Okay. Wow. You really got that Anglo name. Listen. And so, but his name is Nelson. Mm-hmm. So, and um, he is with um, his book that he wrote. Um, one of his most famous writings is actually something that um, I would like to read. Mm-hmm. Um, Nelson, okay. he's from Ecuador. Um, okay. And he is, since he's passed, he passed in mm-hmm. 20, uh, 2002. Um, he was born in 1912. So he lived a hundred years. Man, we um, live forever. Listen, black about, don't crack. I'm talking about my level. My grandpa lived to hundred. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you, black don't crack. There is something. I mean, we don't absorb vitamin D, but I'm telling you, the melanin just protects us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, me. So, but this book is this. Um, it's definitely what I am excited to read it. But it talks about. Um, this kind of fantastical relationship with Satan and God. And um, it's really like anti-Christian, which is like very, um, I think for me, and I don't know much about him other than like, I'm excited to learn about his, the way that he thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's like this great rejection of this Christianity that for so many people have been, Go ahead. What? I, <laughs> this has been. No, like, I have. I have major thoughts on this. It's been Keep forced going. upon people, mm-hmm. right? In the same way that Christianity was forced upon Dainos, in the same way that Christianity was formed upon any native person in the in in the Americas, the Inca, the Maya. Like mm-hmm. this is real things that I deal with, like internally on a regular basis. But I think through his writing, it's this direct um rejection of this uh for what my understanding is this white deity 
Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm, a re- I'm, a I'm so that, excited. That was on my bookshelf. So it's called the English translation, and it was translated in 1994. You weren't even born. No. Um, it was translated in. I was trying to figure out. Like, you thought. were born in '96. No, no. I, I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out if I was a thought. I was like, actually, mm, maybe, yeah. may, maybe. But parents got married the year after, so maybe they're like, oh, maybe our future kids. Well, so, but anyway, uh, it's called Al Norte de Dios, which um, literal translation is means to the north of God, mm-hmm. um, and then the actual translation that they chose was the other son of God, and it's this mm-hmm. African woman. Um, this this protagonist was like. Uh, fathered um fathered a child with an African woman and mm. it's um this father was Satan and so um so yeah so it's just a very like interesting to see this they talk about um this this proximity to whiteness the social economic and political ethical issues that were happening in Ecuador during the time that he wrote this so um yeah like there's just so much depth um, and I think that we forget that. I think that we forget when we when we boil down African history, African American history to slavery, civil rights, really good sports people. Mm-hmm. You say it a lot more articulate than I do, mm-hmm. but that's what we boil it down to. We forget that there's these thinkers, these people who have before I was a thought have thought about these things in a bigger depth than I ever will. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can really just sit at their feet and um, be a student of them um, and absorb their, their knowledge, even though I'm probably never going to meet them. But Um, obviously he's dead. I can't meet him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe in the next life, you know, (laughs) Um, really absorbing mm -hmm. our, our ancestors. And I think that's something that's so kind of tying these cultures together and tying these this Africanness is so important to both our cultures. Mm-hmm. I is, have, oh, I have, keep going. Is okay. sitting at the feet of our elders and really mm-hmm. taking that in. Mm-hmm. So, um, those are my three people. I think um, I could do a lot more because I absolutely love um, love writers, but um, Carlos Guillermo Wilson from Panama, um, Quincy or, uh, Duncan or Dukan, from Costa Rica and Nelson Estupiñas, Estupiñas, Estupiñan. I Bas, like the name. It's a cool name. Bas from base from um, Ecuador. Because like I, I don't think he pronounced it in Bas. He's also his name is Nelson. I mean that's also was true. Nelson. May he rest in peace. But yeah, those are the those are the people I wanted to share with you today. I. I think those are really cool people. I have my thought on the other son of God, and maybe this is me. The t- look, I like titles. I'm a visual person, so this is like, ooh, this is controversial. Um, and I'll say this: um, I think religion is an interesting part that plays when talking about the Black and African diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this book called "When Things Fall Apart." Mm-hmm. I forget the author. I love that book. I didn't realize my mom had read this book before when it was talked about. She's like, you read this book? I was like, I read this book. She's like, oh, it's a good book. I was like, yes, it has. So she grew okay, up reading. Henry. But she, I think in school, they they read this book or they, they read this book. Essentially, I forget the title of the author, but essentially in the book, it really talks about someone was Africa. I'm going to say Ghana. Um, I could be wrong. But they really talk about this 
village and these people and this this tribe these people and their interaction with the English coming in mm-hmm. and what the English did to them. And mm-hmm. essentially it's, it's a, it's a really sad story. The mm-hmm. ending is very, very sad. Um, but it talks about the relationship with the English and colonization. And one of the things that they do talk about is religion mm-hmm. and pre Catholicism coming into these spaces. Um, there was a, a, a different religion. Like they have their own religion, their own mm-hmm. ways of, of worship, right. Which respecting the earth like. right respecting the earth right a lot of time must works in the ancestors and right it's it's not it's not jesus christ right but i think the point i'm trying to make is that with colonizers coming in it wasn't like oh this is your religion okay like i respect that this is how i worship if you are down with that cool if not i'm gonna just do my thing it, it was pass the vibe check right right it was very much like oh my gosh, you savages are doing something so wrong. Like you are going to hell unless you turn to this man, Jesus Christ. And like, if you don't do that, you're all going to die and you're all going to be cursed and this and that. So like, it was very broad in a very vile, tall, vile, tall way. Am I saying that right? I was like violent way is yeah. what I'm trying to say. It was, a very, it was, yeah, it was brought in a very violent way. And I remember this class I took senior year of college. It was African history in the novel and essentially, we didn't read history. We didn't read like textbooks. It was just different novels written by like um, African authors, and that's where I discovered this book. And after reading that book and having our conversation about that, I really had a moment of being like, "Why am I Catholic?" Because I didn't think that's where you're going with this, right? No, I'm, well, I mean, well, it's like it's like one of these things, and it kind of goes to a point where I was talking with someone one time, and they're like this whole like honoring the aunt honoring the answer saying they didn't like it this was a white person and i was trying to explain to them why the answers are important and it's not like you're worshiping the answers in black and latin american cultures too which like, i think is a remnant of african culture to be very specific yes 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 and in, I, in native culture right yes and the reason i brought like black and latin america is i know a lot of my friends who are latino they like have the same thing too answers not it's not worshiping the ancestors. Some may, right? Some pagan religions they may, but really the ancestors are like, these are people who came before you honor and respect them. And they like help, like you learn from them. It's all like you learn from the elders, you learn from the ancestors. They have paved a way for you to do this, right? You respect them, right? Um, and in the way Catholicism specifically, Christianity, but we're gonna say Catholicism in this case was brought to a lot of these spaces was in a very way that like, your way of worship mm-hmm. is completely wrong. You're banished to the ends of the earth mm-hmm. and you're an awful human being. And like, that's not the Jesus Christ that I know, but in a lot of these spaces, like this is how it was brought. So anyway, I just had a really conflicting thought with Catholicism for like some time after that. Um, my friend was like, you'll be fine and I'm fine. Um, but I think it was like one of those things is like, I don't know. I wish, I wish we could look differently. I feel like you do like a both and because there's a lot of elements of these cultures that are very important. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm doing some like voodoo pagan stuff, but there's elements of it that are so beautiful and important that We've like. We've talked about this at length. And I don't right. Know mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to have a microphone on conversation mm-hmm. about uh-huh. where I am in my deconstruction. No, I'm, I'm not ready either. I will say stuff that will. Yeah, but and like, mm -hmm. but I think that that is something, and I think that I take this back of like, so bomba is a form of music, Mm -hmm. uh, of dance, and bomba is a form. It's both of music and of dance, Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it 
was created by African slaves in Puerto Rico and other parts of the Caribbean mm -hmm. to communicate with one another mm -hmm. um, through the art of dance. Mm -hmm. So much so that there wasn't, there was music, there was words added on after, but the dancer follows the, the drum follows the dancer, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever seen me dance, Bomba? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do. I, I have the image of the forms right now. Dancing Bomba for me. Mm -hmm is such a, a liberating and religious experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm connected to my ancestors and traditionally this dance is, um, you. there's a lot of respect for the bate, which is a space in which you're creating this mm -hmm. music, this communal space, mm -hmm. um, which is again, communal, 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 um, cultures right mm -hmm. this common culture that we have mm -hmm. very african mm -hmm. right um drums you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. very african mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and there's this respect for the leader of the group you literally bow to the um to the drum and then the drum starts to follow you and then mm -hmm. the drum the drum the percussionist bows to you after you're done mm -hmm. and there's just this this was this dance originated with this this need for um african slaves to release mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. to to let go of the anger to let go of the joy to let go of the pain and now there's songs that are bomba songs in which you hear it's like blues and jazz or you hear pain mm -hmm. and they are dancing the blues away mm -hmm. and and when i'm dancing um i usually you can dance with socks or 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 shoes if you'd like mm -hmm. but traditionally it's i mean whatever mm -hmm. you do what you want but there's this proximity to the earth where it's just me, my feet, mm -hmm. the drum, and I feel the drum through the, sh through mm -hmm. the ground. Mm -hmm. And I really feel one with, with me and my ancestors. And I don't know, it's just this, this idea of that um, music is really a way for us to be connected and to really remember our Africanness, even in that. So yeah, so that's kind of the, the people I wanted to share with you and really share that, um, I don't know, that we're more similar than we are different, I guess, even just as humans mm -hmm. and understanding that there's so, so many of the African diaspora in the world, it makes sense mm -hmm. as to why we're there. I mean, well, there's so many people, right? There's nine times out of 10, nine of them are going to have right. some works to share, right? right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I think this is a good place to pause for mm -hmm. our part three. Mm -hmm. um, next time we're going to come, you're going to share some of your people. I'm very excited to share my people. We'll wrap up our our little series on African-American History Month or the cookout. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the cookout. Uh, the cookout, there'll be a part three of the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Mary Elena Mariquin. Until next time, stay hydrated, be kind, and take your residence. And remember to always come as you are. Also on the Wikipedia. I forgot. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>